Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. Have a good day. Following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. Once again, the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse brings you classic theatre adapted and performed by some of the very best audio players from around the world. So without further ado, here's your host for this week's show. Thank you, well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate this opportunity to be your host today. However, may I ask a favor of that young man there in the first row with the wine glass? Would you please have a seat? I want your full attention while this audio is going on. Thank you. Now, today's show is from Campfire Theaters, The Haunted Cell. Welcome, friend. Have a seat by the fire. Make yourself comfortable. Leather cowhide straps bound him to the chair. That chair that smelled of burnt meat. Witnesses were seated before him, gathered like an opening night crowd, their faces cold, devoid of compassion, humanity. Their voices hushed and hollow. He now pitied those that came before him, and those that would follow, for this would not be quick. Two thousand volts were about to course through the body of Skeeter Dempsey for nearly a full minute, each moment carving out its own tortured eternity. You're listening to Campfire Radio Theatre. Tonight's audio play is from the classic Lights Out tale, written by Willis Cooper, entitled appropriately, The Haunted Cell. 
So you don't believe in ghosts, huh? Well, let me tell you something. Guys that don't believe in ghosts is guys that ain't never seen none. Ain't that right? I can tell you a ghost story that'll make your hair curl. I'll say it'll make your hair curl. Listen. Last August, I was nabbed by a couple of coppers. Never mind the details. It just so happened, and they come up on me when I was sticking up a filling station. Well, they drug me in. Was a tough rap to beat, since they got me standing there flat-footed, holding a gun on one of the filling station guys, and, well, the coppers didn't like me much anyway. Huh? Oh, yeah, sure. Because well, they pegged me for bumping off some copper just a week or two before. And wouldn't it be my luck to be picked up by this guy's partner? Well, they took me in, decided to show me the goldfish. Don't know what that is, huh? Well, I'll tell you. You're a stinking liar. Yeah? So what, copper? You rat! I know you knocked off Ambrose Hogan, and you're gonna fry for it! You gotta prove it first, Miller. Pull the light over this way a little more, John. Right in his eyes. Yeah, I'll prove it. Go ahead. Hand me the hose, John. Now, now look here. Don't you go... Oh! No! Now what do you say? I'm not gonna rap to no... To go! You ain't, huh? No. You wait till I get to a mouthpiece, Miller. You're gonna be walking a beat out in Circleville where the... Go! Won't make no difference to you, punk, where I'm walking a beat. Not when you're burned. Yeah? Yeah, Who's gonna burn me? You knocked off Ambrose Hogan! I was in Omaha the night he got knocked off. Listen, Maxie, get this now. Ambrose Hogan was a real swell guy. When I seen him laying on a slab downstairs, I took a solemn oath. I get the scum done it. Even if it took me 50 you years. You ought to hire a... Oh! I'll get you for this, copper. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get anything out of him, Miller. There's a smart copper, Miller. Yeah? Listen, I got a way to get things out of smart guys like you, Maxie. Come on over here, John. You sure about this, Miller? There's nothing on my pants. This guy's popped my pocket. You know? You got a score to set. What are you going to do? Let's just make sure we're together on this thing. Now listen, Miller. Shut up! So, uh, what do you think is upstairs? Ain't no law about what cell I got to put him in. You can't. I, can put him I, in I want a lawyer. I want you you got to let me have a lawyer. Exactly. All right, we're together on this thing, right? <clears throat> you want to sing, Maxie, or you want to spend a few hours in the haunted cell upstairs? The what? <laughs> oh. Another gag, huh? Think so? Listen, I bet you ate Dallas. You'll change your mind, baby. Get up! What are you gonna... Hey, get going! Go ahead, John. Open the door. My pleasure. What are you gonna do to me? I'm a little skeeter, Dempsey Maxie. Come on! This way. What about him? They burned him last winter. Yeah, that's right. Friend of yours? I knowed him. Well, that's just fine, Maxie. Yes, sir. That'll be just dandy. What you asking about Skeeter Dempsey for, Miller? <laughs> yeah, old Skeeter. He killed a copper, too. So what? <laughs> it's a bad business, killing coppers, Max. Already, John? Yeah, already. Home sweet home. Right this way, Maxie, my boy. What you up to? I tell you. Try it in there. 
I said, get in there, you. Well, why are you? Now listen. This here's the cell that Skeeter Dempsey was locked up in when he first came here. He liked the cell, Maxie. <laughs> he still likes it. Well, what do you mean? He'll probably be around to see you before the night's over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, another one of your gags, huh? See, this whole corridor, Maxie, you're the only guy in it. Except Skeeter Dempsey. Hey, we'll see what a night here with him will do to you. Huh, John? <laughs> yep. Hey, if you get scared, Maxie, just call. Just yell, you know? I mean, nobody will pay any attention to you. Nobody at all. Except maybe Skeeter. <laughs> Good night, Max. Come on, John. Hey, now listen. Pleasant dreams. You don't scare me, Miller. Uh, I know your gags. You can't scare me. No? Well, we'll see about that. Ghosts. Hey, I want a lawyer. Good night, Maxie. Hey, you can't turn out the lights on me. Miller, turn the lights back on. Miller, you can't leave me in here in the dark. Can't, huh? <laughs> Miller. Miller. Why are you, are you flat-footed? Miller, come back here. Miller. Turn, turn the lights on, Miller. For the love of Mike, I, I don't like the dark. Yeah, go on. Now turn the lights on, Miller. Miller, take me out of here. Miller. Miller. Cut out the yelling, Maxie. <sighs> and sit down. Who? Who are you? Oh, don't you know me, Maxie? You? You, you can't be. It's a gag. Listen, copper. I'm no copper, Max. Sit down. As you and me talk about things. Where are you? Right here. Wait. Wait till I light a match. I, I want to see what you look like. You'd be surprised, Max. Where are you hiding? Well, there ain't nobody there. <laughs> oh, sure there is, Maxie. I'm right here beside you, kid. Yeah, it was Skeeter Dempsey, all right. I recognized his voice right away. When I lit up the match and couldn't see nobody there, I guess I fainted. For a minute, I couldn't figure out what happened. And then it all come back to me. You know how it is when you're really scared? Well, maybe you ain't never been scared, huh? Well, I'll tell you, my mouth was so dry, I couldn't hardly breathe. All I could hear was my heart a-pumping away as loud as an old Fever engine. I was too scared to say a word. I just crawled up onto the bunk and laid there, listening, listening. Awful jumper there, huh, Max? Listen. Uh, go away, now. Uh, whoever you are, just go away. Oh, shut up. I ain't gonna hurt you. Well, I could pray you away. <laughs> no, you couldn't, Maxie. 
You couldn't pray me away. What I got you in here for? Uh, dumping up. Uh, nothing. You knocked off that Hogan guy, didn't you? Well, it's too bad for you, Max. Well, how do you know? You? You ain't no Skeeter Dempsey. If only that were true. Well, listen, oh, Skeeter Dempsey was fried last winter. I know an old padre that's seen him set in the chair. Said he burned so hot you could smell it. That's right. Well, then you ain't Skeeter Dempsey. <laughs> oh, this ain't real. It ain't, it ain't real. <laughs> Stop gibbering. I ain't gonna hurt you. Oh, but you're a ghost. Well, what if I am? I wish you'd go away. Why oh, should I? This is my cell after all. Oh, oh Skeeter, please. Oh, can it? Listen. <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> I haven't had nobody to talk to in two months now. Uh, who'd you talk to then? George Brown. You remember him? Yeah. Uh, George Brown. Him and me sat up and talked all night, and he hung himself next day. Right in this spot. Well, what'd he hang himself for? Oh, he'd have got burned anyway. They had him for two jobs. One knocking off an old lady for 70 bucks and the other shooting that bank guy down in Springfield. Did you see him uh, hang himself, Skeeter? No, I wasn't here at the time. Where was you? Oh, I was away. Skeeter? Yeah? What does it feel like to be dead? All right, I guess. Dear God. What's the matter? Oh, what about hell and all that? You get used to it. My old lady used to make me go to Sunday school, and they used to talk about hell there. Fire and everything. There ain't no fire. No? No, it's, uh, it's worse than that. Worse? What's it like? You'll find out. If I get out of this rap, um, I think I'll go straight. You're too late, Max. No, I ain't. I'll beat it. No, you won't. You gotta pay. Someday, yeah. You'll die on this rap. How do you know? Ah. There's one way you could get out of some of the hell, though, Max. How? Bump yourself off. Well, what do you mean? Well, if you wait for the law to punish you, that's one thing. If you take the law in your own hands and, well, kind of punish yourself it'd make a difference is it pretty tough Skeeter what hell dying it hurts awful the chair I mean you go in feeling pretty cocky figuring you can take it and you're gonna be a tough guy and all and then and then what Skeeter all of a sudden, you find you can't take it. You don't want to yell and scream, but... Yeah, well, it's agony. What's it feel like? You ain't ever had no pain in all your life, Max, can begin to compare with the chair. You'll find out. I wonder how it feels to bump yourself off. Yeah, George Brown said it was all right. Kind of made him feel better, he said. He said? Yeah, I seen him the day after. If I was you, Max, I, I think I'd do it. Yeah. 
I'm not going to bump myself off. These lousy coppers ain't going to make me. Who's that? It's Miller. Is that you, Miller? Who is you talking to, Maxie? Listen, Miller. Let me out of here. No kidding. Let me out. Put me any place you want to. But listen. Scared, Maxie? Who was you talking to? For the love of... Listen, Miller. Turn on the lights, will you? Turn them on, Miller, just for a minute. Well, why not? It'll be darker still when I turn them off again, right? Oh! What's the matter now? Miller, there ain't nobody here. Was Skeeter in here with you, kid? I thought... I thought... There ain't anybody here. <laughs> oh, yes, there is, Maxie. I wouldn't worry about it, Max. I'm right here beside you. And I'm gonna stay. They kept me in that cell for four weeks. Every once in a while, Miller'd come in and stand there in front of the door and laugh at me. Gonna sign a confession, Maxie? He'd say. I wasn't gonna give him nothing. That place got me. Just as soon as it was dark, I'd hear Skeeter Dempsey's footsteps, and he'd come and sit down with me. I was awful scared at first. Kind of hard to get used to practically living with a ghost. But then I got used to him. He was always telling me how I was going to burn, how I'd be better off to hang myself like George Brown done. Guess I was a little bit nuts. Miller wouldn't let me have no lawyer, see? Now he was keeping me in there so as they could hand me the rap when the time come. Well, the time come. So, someplace or other, Miller dug up the evidence that I wouldn't give them, and they had me. And how? They had me. So one morning, a few weeks later, I'm sitting in the courtroom. The jury's been out for 20 minutes. Everybody rise. Take your seats. Gentlemen of the jury, have you arrived at a verdict? We have, Your Honor. Will you pass the verdict to the bailiff, please? We, the jury, find the defendant, Max Young, guilty of murder in the first degree. Mr. Foreman, is this your verdict? It is, Your Honor. The defendant will rise. Get up, Maxie. Maximilian Theodore Young, have you anything to say before sentence is passed on you? No, Your Honor. You realize that in a verdict of guilty, of first-degree murder, the death penalty is mandatory? Yeah. Yeah, Your Honor. Very well. Then it is the sentence of this court that you are to be taken from this place and between the 21st and the 30th of December... Shocked to death by electricity. And may God have mercy on your soul. All right, Maxie. Come on this way. Well, Max, that's that. Yeah. Only one way out now. Yeah? One way out.
There wasn't money to send me down to the state prison where they bump off guys, so they kept me here in the cell here in the wing of the old county jail where they had me, in Skeeter Dempsey's cell. I guess this Miller guy must have liked his pal Ambrose Hogan quite a lot. The guy I knocked off. Yeah, I guess he must have thought a lot of him. Because he kept me in there where it was dark, where I'd be scared to death all the time. Really getting even. But I kind of fooled him. I wasn't so scared of Skeeter by this time. I got so I'd sit in the dark there and be waiting for him. And we'd talk about everything in the world. People out of history. And old places and stuff. And a lot of things. Skeeter told me he saw a lot of the guys we talked about. Nero... And Judas is scary. But why not? He was dead, wasn't he? And so was they. Oh, but I gotta hurry up with my ghost story, ain't I? That's right. Uh, what I was gonna say was, I was sitting there one night, the 23rd, it was, the day before Christmas Eve, sitting in the dark, and I hear Skeeter come in. Hello, Skeeter. Max, how you feeling? Not so hot. Still thinking about the hot squad, huh? What else you expecting to think about? I wish they'd hurry up and get it over with. That's what I wish. It's tomorrow night. What is? They burn you. On Christmas Eve? Yeah. Honest, Skeeter. How do you know? I found out. Oh, oh God. Well, don't take it so hard. I walk in with you when they take you to the chair. I'll stand right there alongside you. Oh, will you, Skeeter? Will you, honest? Sure. Won't do you much good, though. Why? I can't keep it from hurting. Honest, Skeeter. Does it does it hurt a lot? Or is it all over with pretty quick? It seemed to me to last a hundred years. Oh. I'm a sucker for pain, Skeeter. You ain't felt nothing yet. Gee, I remember too when I busted my leg. My old lady sat up all night holding my hand and, and me bowling. This'll feel like a million busted legs. Well, listen, Skeeter. Didn't you say George Brown told you it didn't hurt much bumping yourself off? That's what he said. I know what I would do if I was in your place. Yeah? Would you bump yourself off? Yeah. I I don't think I got the guts to do it, Skeeter. Yeah, it ain't hard. You got a belt. Uh, you could get it around your neck, climb up on the bunk and fasten the belt to the bars up above. Then all you got to do is jump off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it would help you out if you did. What do you mean? Well, you know, I told you. You'd be kind of punishing yourself, see. I know. But I can't, Skeeter. I, I can't. I, I don't want to die. Well, it's all right with me. I was just telling you. And believe me, lad, I know what I'm talking about. Do you? Honest, Skeeter? Do you? Yeah. I wish I had the guts to do it. I don't care what you do, Maxie. 
Only, you're gonna get burned tomorrow night anyway, and if you want to get out of the most awful pain you ever had, and do yourself a good turn at the same time, well... I wonder what it feels like. George Brown said it only hurt for a minute. He never had much guts. That that I remember. (laughs) No. Here comes Miller. Gonna tell you, I guess. Yeah. He don't look real happy. Can you see in the dark? Yeah. Hello, Max. Miller? Want me to turn on the lights? I don't care. Getting used to the dark, huh? Yeah. Well, I'll, uh... I'll turn them on anyway. Huh? Well, Max. About the end of the string, eh? Tomorrow's the day, huh? And I guess that makes you and me even. The score's settled then. Listen, Max. I wanted to see you knocked off on account of Ambrose Hogan. I mean, justice had to be served, you know? No hard feelings, Miller. It's... It's your job being a copper, and mine being a hood. Yeah, I suppose. Anything you want? Nah. Oh, nothing, I figure. You got no folks? Nope. Could get you a bottle of bourbon if you wanted. Nah. What's the use? Well, we gotta get ready to go down to state prison in a while. They'll be waiting on you. I have to go today? I guess so. Well... I kind of hate to leave this place at that. Do you? It scared me quite a lot at first, but I guess it taught me a lot, being here in the dark all alone. Well, Max, listen. Try to take it standing up, will you? You know, you don't want to... I'll try, Miller, but it's going to be awful tough. Yeah. Well, I'll be back in a little bit and we'll go. Uh... Sure there ain't anything you want me to get? Nope. All right. I told you, Max. I know. Well, I gotta be going. So long, Max. You going, Skeeter? Yeah. I'll, uh... I'll see you tomorrow night. But listen, Skeeter, don't go away now. Oh, I have to. That's just kind of the way things are. (laughs) Good luck to you, Maxie. Well, there you are. That's your ghost story. You believe in ghosts now? You don't. Well, you oughta. You see, I took Skeeter's advice. I hung myself. I've been dead six months. You've been listening to Campfire Radio Theater. Our audio play for this evening, The Haunted Cell, was written by Willis Cooper. This series is produced and directed by John Ballantyne. Featured in the cast were Rob McHugh as Maxie, Blaine Hicklin as Miller, 
John Ballantyne as Skeeter Dempsey. Also featured were Glenn Haskell, Scott Spaulding, and Alex Pinnock. Music by Tom Cusack and Kevin McLeod. Incidental music performed by the Trinity Choir. Our whistle artist was Glenn Haskell. Sound design by Tim Holding and John Ballantyne. Additional sound provided by Free Sound Project. Mixing and post-production by John Ballantyne. Visit us at campfireradiotheater.podbean.com and on Facebook at Campfire Radio Theater. And that's this week's performance for the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. All productions, performances, characters and scripts presented in the Playhouse belong strictly to their copyright holders, and no copyright infringement is assumed or intended. The Sonic Summerstock Playhouse is part of the Sonic Society podcast and Electric Vicuna Productions. Any shows that continue their run must have explicit permission from all parties involved. Join us next week at the Playhouse for another classic performance. With thanks to this week's host, I am your announcer, David Alt. From me, good night. Coming to you from the North Pole. You know Santa Claus's workshop, right? Well, I've been asked to convey a special message to you that my boss, Santa Claus, that's right, the jolly old fat guy in the red suit, wants to hear from all the little boys and girls out there. Here's an opportunity to tell him your Christmas list and any other special holiday message you got. And on Fridays, starting the day after Thanksgiving, my boss will read your message out loud on a new podcast called Santa's Inbox, exclusively on the Mutual Network. He'll mention your first name only, plus the town you're from, and then read your email out loud so everybody can hear it. Ain't that exciting? Yeah, Sandy told me that he used to read letters from kids on the radio back in the day, but I told him, I'm only 300 years old. I can't remember that far back. <laughs> okay, what else? Oh, yeah, this offer is open to anybody. Kids, grown-ups, the young at heart, anybody who wants to send a special message or a dedication to anybody else. So anyways, start sending Santa Claus your emails now to santas.xmas.inbox at gmail.com. That's S-A-N-T-A-S dot X-M-A-S dot I-N-B-O-X at gmail.com. Kids, please ask your folks to send your email for you.